This meeting is being Welcome to Top of Tuesday. Uh, this is Lindsay Warwick of The Conduit on Spotify and YouTube. Took a little bit of a break just because I actually got a new job and just been a lot of uh, transitionings happening over here, but super excited to uh, interview my guest today, uh, Scott Pickles Lawler, Honest Yogi. <laughs> so hey pickles <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast today thank you for having me it's my pleasure i'm excited to be with you i'm excited that you're here and everybody else is going to be really excited when they start listening <laughs> to your stories oh so goodness. the whole idea of tatva tuesday tatva is a sanskrit word as you know uh for truth uh, and so I have asked people to come on here and talk about their truth and how they have come to find the spiritual path, um, their conception of spirituality, of God, goddess, source, whatever. Um, and then also, you know, we'll just kind of feel into the flow and, and see what else comes comes through today. So why don't you uh, just introduce yourself to us and let us know about your spiritual journey? <laughs> Uh, and you well, do have an hour. Just letting you know, you love to talk. You have yeah. an hour, sir. Wait a second. Are you saying I'm long-winded? <laughs> my goodness. Guilty charge, ma'am. Guilty as charge. <laughs> but my my short story, which I can make very long, pretty quickly, is uh, I am an ERYT 500 yeah, continuing education provider. Uh, I co-own Kind Yoga in Kill Devil Hills on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and uh, and I'm really happy to be alive. Very, 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 very excited to be living right now in coexisting with you. So uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. Uh, I have a propensity to talk about this for long periods of time because it's, uh, you well, yeah, as you know, I open my mouth and an hour goes by and then I take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> my father never accused me of being shy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm super excited that you're on the podcast too. Um, yeah. So tell us, how did you get on the spiritual path? Um, so it's funny, the spiritual path in, is, and aside from the yoga or the yogic journey, um, started with my mom. My mom's a crazy spiritual powerhouse, you know, and I was raised very much traditional Catholic from the garden state of which we were both weaned. Um, and, uh, I was not a very good Catholic to say the very least I was not a good Catholic and still I'm not a good Catholic. Uh, so, <laughs> So what happened with that was, but it was just a foundation for spirituality. I was forced into catechism, all this other kind of jazz and stuff I wasn't going to buy. I couldn't do it. It just wasn't a right fit for me. I didn't want to play by rules to get to a place that I couldn't understand or I couldn't see. And I, I didn't want to be into the parallels of the parables or inside the blinding holds of or boundaries of doctrine and dogma that for things that I didn't know or could even exist. So Somehow, somewhere throughout my life, I've always just, um, I don't know, I don't know. I've always thought as heaven is here on earth and, and it was always where I wanted to be and I'm so tickled. Lindsay, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, thank God. I had to take a breath for that. And Jesus, I haven't said the F word in three minutes. I, I had somebody to go else the other day asked me, like I was doing the rundown, like telling him like what we're going to do on the podcast. <laughs> and he's like, can I curse? And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. And neither does God. 
meaning that's the truth. And uh, when if I'm not saying fuck, I'm not in my natural environment. So thanks for. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you feel <laughs> in your natural. You're in the natural <laughs> environment now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know. I, I've always been a giant, you know, fan of thinking that we're just right where we're supposed to be right now. And I, I love the idea. How can this not be heaven on earth? Like, you know, I don't mean to sound so ridiculous, but how could it not be? Like why, right now, sit with you, like I said to you before, you're sitting there. It's, I'm not getting up from lunch too quickly if I'm sitting across the table from God. And somehow this practice especially has got me to sit still long enough to see it in you. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I would see you for what you looked like. And I was guilty of seeing everybody for what they looked like for a long period of time. And, and that was, uh, you know, humbling when it comes to a lot of things like relationships and things like that. But now it's, uh, it's, it's very, very much different. And uh, it's really uh, exciting to, I don't know, to be alive in heaven. You don't have to be dead to be in heaven. You could be very I... much alive. I totally agree with you. And I, 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 it's just flashing me back to this time, you know, that I spent in Costa Rica and I took this photo of this tree, like the sun was setting and the, and just the light coming through the tree just looked so beautiful. And in that moment, I was like, Oh my God, like heaven is here. Like we create because what, what are exactly, just like you said, like I grew up a little bit Catholic as well. And I say a little bit Catholic because. <laughs> a little bit Catholic. <laughs> you can't be a little bit Catholic. <laughs> You're full-blown fucking Catholic or you ain't. <laughs> Especially for okay, Jerry. Well, I was a little Catholic. And then Lisa, bless my mom. Uh, <laughs> the confirmation, like I was supposed to get confirmed. And she was like, eh, if you want. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I want, so I'm not going to make this decision. Um, so yeah, it's hard for me to also conceptualize, like, why am I doing all this work on earth to not have fun and not have joy and not experience and create our own heaven here? So I definitely vibe with, with what you said. Life, yeah, and, and life is what we make it. It really is. And just think about it. So I was screaming at you guys when I had my lovely visit down into your home, uh, which was beautiful and accommodating. I can't wait to come back. I'm very, very excited to come back to see you guys. Um, yeah. And I'm not always so excited to go back everywhere. You know, I go so many places and then like I'm going, it's fun. And there's there's a few that I'm just drawn to and I can't wait for every year. You know, Shakori Hills Festival, just this little tiny dirty festival that rains every single time and I cannot wait to go, you know? I mean, <laughs> big ones that are, that are way more, you know, high profile, high end and all this other kind of jazz, but it just don't have the pull. You guys had, uh, I don't know, I was very much drawn and I enjoyed my time there so much that it felt very comfortable. It felt like another home. So I'm excited to go back, but getting back, because I like to be fragmented, as you know, <laughs> completely fragmented, um, <laughs> is, <laughs> is uh, just like you were saying. So how could, I constantly, constantly, constantly remind students that, if they could just stop giving a fuck about the meaning of life and they could just experience living, then they would suffer so much less. But I was thinking about it too. I was like, you know what? If you really need to fucking know, if you really need to know, and I don't know, you know, what do I know? I'm just an old yogi. But um, I do know enough to know this, that there's suffering ends. Suffering ends when you, when you enjoy the passage of time when you're just having fun living right now, you know what I mean? When you're enjoying the passage of time, how could you possibly suffer? 
this shit's a temporary existence, man. Why the fuck are we so wound up? You know, why are we just beating the shit out of each other? Why don't we just love the fuck out of each other? Because it's a temporary state. And like all attachments that are temporary, they'll drive you insane unless you mm-hmm. just go with it, you know? So I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a lover and a laugher. I don't want to fight no more, you know? I just want to, uh, I don't want to swim against the tide. I just want to go with things. And, and yeah. I, I, I feel that too. And like, I just, yeah, just even recently, just some shifts in my my perspectives on relationships and soulmates and twin flame and all that fucking toxic ass bullshit that <laughs> convinces <laughs> that convinces you know, the twin flame thing. I it could, I think it's to, I think it's toxic. I think it is an excuse to stay in a fucking toxic relationship. Straight up, that's what I think. Mm-hmm now and i used to fully subscribe to oh my twin flame blah 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 and now i'm just like no and then it's also like what you said like why can't we just like enjoy enjoy the moment and i just was telling um a friend of mine that i spent time with that i hadn't seen in a while that like when i'm with this person like i don't think about my phone I don't even look at my phone. Where the fuck is my phone? And I'm like, God damn, I wish I could experience every moment of my life like that. And it's like, you have these glimpses of presence. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoying the moment. The whole thing's a practice. So like anything else, I mean, if you're going to go play softball, you're going to have to practice if you want to be a badass. You know what I'm saying? And the practice is, you know, the part of it. But those glimpses of presence are... Uh, are just enough. They're just enough of an indescribable joy that you fucking have to go get some more. Oh, I know. You know. It's like that's all I'm attached to, man. That's what I'm attached to. I'm attached to nothing that freaking rots or rusts or goes away or you know or could be repossessed. I don't give a shit. I'm so attached <laughs> to that. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, that's the stuff that just makes life worth living. And uh, and then if we just let everything i don't know if we just stop projecting our expectations on people then we won't set ourselves up for failure relationships god Lindsay, what the fuck here's the deal every one of them is goes insane because we just create and project these expectations on these poor fucking people that don't even know that they're getting the shit laid on them and then they disappoint us how the fuck did they disappoint us they didn't even know what's going on but we create this shit our mind is just such a cool master and then, then boom, it goes in the shitter. And then 8.7 out of 10 relationships hit the, you know, the bricks. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, marriage, um, I don't know. And I'm guilty of all these things, by the way. So if I sound like I'm preaching, like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, it's purely from experience because I'm an asshole. And I'm just an evolving asshole. And I'm trying my best to be less of one every day. So... I, I claim or or profess and protest nothing. I'm I'm just sharing experiences, but I do know this from experience. You learn, you know, and and uh, and when I would leave myself on the mat and not bring my yoga home, I'd fuck up. And uh, yeah, and that makes for a hard day for some, you know. There's so many things that I would I want to talk about with you. Um, and obviously, if there's anything that you want to share, like this is an open forum uh for you to do that um i want to talk about the idea of expectation versus like standards expectation versus standards and and that's too hard 
too hard a question. I'm not qualified. I, I, I plead the fifth. How the fuck am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> it is. That's impossible. So lower your standard. No, to, you to said not I'm not qualified. That's, that's bullshit. You set me up for failure. <laughs> no, that's a tough one, though. And, and what a great question. The ultimate question. <clears throat> Holy mackerel. Think about it just because we're talking about relationships. Think about it from a relationship perspective. Jesus Christmas. I know. And it's like, how do we have no expectations but hold healthy boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. And if you think about it from a single man or woman's perspective, you could probably come up with an answer. If you think about it from a single man or woman who's a parent, that would create another completely whole new set of rules and boundaries. So herein lies the, the single dad. Um, <laughs> healthy boundary and standard and expectation. I, I, I must say, ma'am, I am not good at it and can't tell you the right answer. That's a tough one. It really is. I don't know. I have to know that. Uh, I don't know. See, the, the, the love comes through the soul. You know what I mean? Soulmate, I don't want to use that word. I'm not even going to go near it. I don't even want anything <laughs> to do with it. But, but um, it's not, joy doesn't come from what we do. It's what comes through us, you know, into the world. And I think from and through us, we find what maybe, I don't even know if it's what we're looking for. Maybe just what we're supposed to be meant to do. So your body needs a mate, right? We don't need a fucking mate. You know what I'm saying? So our intellect needs a mate because we have to have this, this, bound, this binding. We have to have this. So we really don't. You know, we really, really don't. And I'm not good at being alone. I have a history of dating the whole world. I am I am the worst. <laughs> I was married for a long period of time, and then I dated everybody in, you know, in within zip codes. And and, uh, and so yeah, but I don't know if it's a fear of being alone or is I'm just or I don't know. But um when you bring kids into it, it's a whole different, it's a whole new set of rules. And you just, you know, you have to where right then are your standards like well, who are you bringing into your home? around your kids and I have such a wide age uh, range of children like I have a three-year-old and a 20-year-old and and in between so I mean and those perspectives are completely different too because they're different phases in their lives so how they see this unfolding is completely different too so your sensitivities have to be so keenly aware to everybody's fucking sensitivities how in the world could you even set yourself up to hold standards and boundaries. You know what I mean? I know that's a very complex, diluted answer, but uh, you no longer do it for yourself. And thank God I've become a student of selfless service or else I, I'd go insane. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. And honestly, I, I think the answer makes sense because the way you answer it is going to be different the way I answer it than the way anybody else answers it because this is my reality coming from my inner being through this meat sack mm -hmm. and that's your reality over there mm -hmm. and so i guess yeah i don't know either <laughs> perspective partner's reality is different as well you know yeah what I mean? everybody's so got a different reality and it's like 
I've had this conversation too. Like, so you and I, we're doing this podcast right now. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me through the Zoom, whatever. I'm experiencing this moment completely differently than you are, but we're in the same moment. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. And it's funny because, again, I know. So <clears throat> that's another thing, too. This Never perspective. It is perspective, but opening windows of consciousness, you know, can be explored so many different ways. And this little amount or this level of consciousness that we're both at now are very, they are completely different, but we are right now pretty in that symmetrical space of awareness because we're now having this exchange, this synergistic exchange about like things, right? And Mm -hmm. we're uh, in a community of, of these, you know, this type of wellness. So our thinking is different. And I'm not saying that's above or below anyone. I'm just saying that right now we're very, we're probably pretty close. Um, But (laughs) where it gets so different is, um, you know what I mean? So uh, this is where the the relationship part of it is always the hardest part for me to even even discuss. Because if you're not, and I, they're not, our our partners are not going to be in this little small reality that you and I are in right now. So you and I could have this very seamless, very effortless communication about a lot of things that could is incommunicable to people of a different level of consciousness, higher or lower. It doesn't matter. How the fuck are we all supposed to bang into each other? Like, I just don't even know how all those things can line up that anybody could be together so gracefully. You know what I mean? So you see somebody that's married happily for 75 years. I'm like, wow, that's a miracle. My parents... I'd get calls from my friends and they would see when I was living down here on the Outer Banks and my folks were still in Jersey and my dad was alive. They would see, and it's at the time he was, my dad was probably 75. My mother was 70 something. They were together 50 plus years. And uh, I'd get a call being like, your mom and dad are walking through this shopping plaza holding hands. And I'd be like, oh, like who the fuck can do that? You know, and it was, I didn't have a perfect house, but my mom would tell me that when they got up, this is later in life. Listen, listen to this. There is hope <laughs> for, for people to actually bang into each other amongst all the freaking shit bouncing around in the universe that this, the gospel truth, my parents lived in a tiny little house, but when they would get up at the same time, so they're in the living room watching TV or something, and they were going to go to the kitchen to get a snack or some shit, they would hold hands and walk to the fucking kitchen. And I'm like, what? in the world how could that be you know but in such a greatly in such a great space to to find that is amazing i think the only way you could do that is to know the fuck out of yourself i you don't think know that's really i think that's so sweet that they did that mm-hmm. yeah but they must have a... known themselves so well and i know them both pretty damn well and they were very very aware so Awareness and a realization is it's the shit. If you don't know who you are, then how the fuck are you supposed to know anybody else? What's the what's the point? I'm always on this endless search of of figuring myself out more and more and more. Even this podcast creek was a creation from a pain from a place of pain. I was like, you know, I was in an abusive relationship and um yeah, I felt that it was important for me for my voice to be heard and so it was a lot of throat chakra healing for me um just even come doing this and so even just doing this it's like i'm i'm learning about me from you because we're mirrors we're mirrors that's it (laughs) that's it 
any good teacher, but that's the truth though, blow your head off is right. Cause it should be that mind bending, you know, um, any good teacher. So someone asked me today, they're like, they were teasing me. I was, we were in a class, it was a hot class, it was 111, the shit was hot as hell. I was killing them, killing them, just cause it's a sweaty soul church on Sunday. So I play some gospel and somehow- I love that. Yeah, man, somewhere deep in my past lives, I am half Jewish and half black and I could dance. <laughs> so I go and on Sunday mornings, I get really inspired and I start to play gospel music. And then once I start playing gospel, shit starts hitting the fan and they know it. They get a scared look on their face. Like he's going to go all day and I don't tell him when it's going to end. So we started rolling around this morning and it was, uh, it was really, really fun. But a friend said to me, you know, you were, uh, you just took like part of that class off and just like would walk around and do whatever. I was like, I'll tell you the difference between a yoga instructor and a yoga teacher. A yoga instructor will stand there and demonstrate what they're doing to massage their ass and their ego the entire time. And a yoga teacher will get out there and fucking make sure you're the only one in class and give you that personalized touch over and over and over again. The tactile adjustment, the whisper in your ear, that little hint of encouragement, the toe step, just something, you know. And I was like, there's the difference, you know. And uh, an honest yoga teacher doesn't have to stand in front of you and show you what they can do. I could do it. I've done it for you once. I don't have to do the other side. I could come out and show you how to do it, you know. And that's where it gets different. The only reason I even do this shit anymore is because I just want everybody to feel like I feel. And I feel so incredible and I am not a teenager. So um, there it is and um, happiness, shit, I can't avoid it. I can't avoid happiness anymore. I walk around like a maniac all the time because I'm fucking so excited. You know, I'm so excited to be doing this. Like, and this is my thing. I realized that I can't do anything unless I'm madly in love. I can't do anything unless I'm madly fucking in love. Like I am such a create, like I am so addicted to being in love with being in love that I can't even, I don't function with rational thoughts. I can only, I can only do it through and with love. So um, everybody that sits in those classes right in front of me, and I'm very fortunate to have active, busy classes they just fill my shit up every single time. I'm madly in love with each and every one of them. I swear to God, I know it sounds crazy. No, it's not I crazy to me. In love with them, crazily in love with them. I resonate with everything you're saying. The first was, do you demo? I never demo poses. I don't. Mm -hmm. When I did my 200 hour um, in 20, uh, I guess 10 years ago now, uh, my guru, my teacher, ensured that we would be able to teach without demoing because it's important for me. I'm not practicing. I'm, I'm giving and I'm, and I need to see what the bodies are doing and feel the energy of the room and adjust and assist where I need to. So I'm on your vibe with that for sure. Um, and then, um, yeah, doing things with love and passion is pretty much like, you know, where I am at now. And, What's the point if it's not like fun and joyful? Like I literally feel like even as much as I'm always on a spiritual quest, it's like I have to remind myself that the point is love and joy. And getting back to them, your image thing is any good teacher doesn't show you what they know or can do. Any good teacher rips open their chest and shows you a fucking mirror. That's mm -hmm. all they, a good teacher just shows you who you are. That's all they can do. And yeah. any good one will do that to you, you know? And I always felt like, you know, there's the, that the Hanuman story, of course, with Ram and Hanuman and Sita and, you know, and in and, and, and Hanuman's chest is, is Ram. Uh, but as a teacher, 
of teachers, I rip up my chest and there's just a mirror that's being held by my heart. And I know that's a silly metaphor, but I just want you to see, you know, what you are, because every one of us is God good to himself. I, I don't believe that we're, we're not divine. I really believe we're divine. And I know that sounds crazy because I even said this yesterday in class. I was just bullshitting, you know, with people. And I teach so many classes that I, I don't even do this kind of melt together. I don't even know. <laughs> somebody tells me where to be and I show up and I do my thing. But um, I was like, say somebody's a real asshole, <laughs> a real jerk. I mean, a pathological psychopath. If, in fact, they could ever, through any kind of practice, and I don't care what it is, they can become completely realized, right? Are they still that? Is Jeffrey Dahmer an asshole when he becomes completely realized? Or does he realize he's Jeffrey Dahmer and that's just truly who he is? And I don't have the answer to this question, but I'm just talking about realization. <clears throat> My realization is I am in love with teaching people to teach what makes them feel good, whether it's love or to dance or to how to take a picture or to surf or to do yoga, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I just want to share every single thing I can. So I'm just this ridiculously thirsty, compulsive student that just knows how to regurgitate. You know what I mean? And I throw up my soul every day for a lack of better words. I throw up my soul every single day on every single class. At the end of class, I'm bumping up with goosebumps. My shit's in my throat. My cheeks are wet and I'm fucking exhausted at the end of every one. But then they sit up. They sit up, Lindsay, and they look, and they've got wet eyes, and they've got smiles on their faces, and man, I'm like Superman. And I, at the ripe old fat age that I am, I could do this shit 10 times a day. You know what I mean? I could do it 10 times a day because it's just who I am. I don't even have a choice in this shit anymore. I'm just, I get up, and I'm, that's it. I just want to love. That's it. And that's how I love, you know? That's how I do it. I have my kids. I love the shit I'm, I leave, I go love everybody else in community. I come the fuck home, I love my kids again, I go to bed and I get up. That's what I do. And yeah. then, you know, in between, I love everybody I can find because it's, uh, I'd rather do that. I don't have the, I don't have the capacity to be mean. I don't want to treat anybody. I mean, I have, but uh, I just don't have it in me anymore. I don't, I don't want to be mean. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that the whole... self-work you talk about. Yep. Having the awareness for sure. Um, and I love what you said about how you just get so filled up by this, by, you know, just watching the shifting of the energy. That's literally like why I continue to teach classes as well. And I'm also blessed. Been. Yeah. I'm, I'm also blessed. I have a steady Wednesday night class. That's pretty full every week. It's a real hot yin class. And it's just, I feel so like, and you know, at the end when, you know, if you have your students ohm together at the end, I have them ohm in the beginning to open up the sacred space and ohm at the end. And literally when we ohm at the end, everyone's on the same vibe. It is so amazing. And like, just to feel that love is the whole reason why we show up. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to people today. Um, several students came in. <clears throat> And it was timely. Excuse my throat, by the way. I haven't been able to clear it since I had COVID. Thank you, COVID. Oh, um, man. It's nothing. It's just like some nagging little bullshit. Um, so I uh, was talking to about, and they were students that are registered for my new teacher training in the fall. And they were amongst students that were in, unbeknownst to each other, in class that were leaving one class, coming into another. I teach back to back. 
And one of them was like, you know what's wrong with your teacher trading pickles? And I said, what's wrong? My, and I got my shit all up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and they were like, when it ends, it sucks, man. Everything sucks when it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. <laughs> you just have a little hole in your heart, but that's okay. We'll fix it. We'll make it work. And then uh, someone at Elson said it. And like three or four people had these testimonials and essentially to what was going on to the people that were about to take it. And after they left, I was like, listen. What they're talking about is this connectedness, this, this not interdependence. It's not a codependency in any way. It's just that we would get very, very, very much connected to a family that you could choose and like, you know, and these became family. These folks became family and we would sit together literally every night and every day of each and every one of my trainings, which are ridiculous. They're marathons, excuse me. And we would uh, get together knee to knee and held hands and, and that was it, whether it was mantra, whether it was kirtan, whether it was just sitting there omen, whether it was just meditating, whether it was taking a candle out of focus and sitting there together, collectively breathing or doing nothing at all or dancing. Uh, you know, we'd go from that to jumping up and down and just, you know, being themselves, whatever, whatever they needed at that time. We were completely connected all the time. And you can't not have that. Like once you shut that off, you're like, <gasps> So what they're figuring out now, the new graduates is, is how they have to get that back. And I can only tell them so many times, but they right. have to roll their mat and share everything I told them <laughs> and go share it with anybody that'll listen. And that's my only way to scream this shit. Cause I just want people to be nice to each other, you know? So, and I live in a fantasy world. Like I think, and I was telling this to our friend who did the sound that I, you introduced me to Austin. Austin. Love that kid. Wonderful. Love him. He's like, what do you want exactly to do? I was like, Austin, what, why are you asking me? All I want to do is save the fucking world. He's like, me too. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, good. It's going to take a couple of us. Same. I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me. Oh, God. Excuse me. I apologize. It's okay. Um, so uh, it's true. But the, the ability to to do that through sharing what I've learned is uh, empowered me again. And I was telling you guys, I think down there then, I struggle with uh, people not being nice to each other. I get weird. And the the hypocrisy, the whole thing was, is I would get mad. Oh yeah, non- yeah. How the fuck can I ever make peace with being mad? I could never make peace without peace. And it's just, I can't learn those things. Let's say, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I can't learn those things outside of this practice they just don't resonate the same way but in this practice this yogic practice that is me that's where all this becomes so abundantly clear that it's like it makes no sense for it not to be known for it not to be in my heart you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i can't i just live the shit that's the difference i'm living the shit 24 hours a day and thank yeah. god for that <laughs> i know right And I do, I hear that, like, you know, being like getting angry about people being not nice to each other. And it's like, yeah, it's, it is hypocrisy. (laughs) (laughs) But we're from New Jersey. So is this our birthright to go just, yeah, exactly. Flick a cigarette at you. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. That's so funny. So anyway, (laughs) why don't you tell the story about why people call you pickles? Because it's funny. Oh no. Did you ask me this? Did I tell you this? I think you told us that you told the whole class this. 
Oh my god! Usually I try to keep that one a little bit quiet, but I have no filter. I told you I'm not very good. I'm not very. Sure. That's why you're um, on the podcast because this is ah. top. This is Tava Tuesday. This isn't bullshit Tuesday. This is yeah, Tell well, Us I the know. Truth Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Uh, you asked for it. Keep it 100. All right. <laughs> so uh, I uh, I played competitive judo for a long time. So I come from a relatively violent background. Um, it's okay. So I was comfortable with, you know, I enjoyed that. And uh, I really did. I enjoyed the competition the competitive part of it. I love the physicality of it. And I probably had some innate anger, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> certifiable, I'm sure. Um, and uh, I came down here to the Outer Banks and I opened up a, a, a small fresh market. And every winter we'd have to close because the volume back down here 25 years ago was tumbleweeds, you know. And uh, everything was so perishable, I'd close down and go broke. And every winter I'd go broke and I would go out and do construction and I was trim carpentering. Is that even a word? Carpentering? I don't I know. I used to say <laughs> And anyway, this man uh, who I worked with, who was a wonderful guy and a, and a dear friend, he just had a temper that was terrible. And he would throw tantrums and he would throw shit. And I had zero patience for anybody that was going to throw shit. I was fresh out of Jersey, super asshole. You know, fresh out of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I was fresh out of Jersey. And I was like, dude, you throw something one more time and I swear I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to take you outside, beat your ass, bring you back in here and have you write my paycheck and you're going to like it. <laughs> so anyway, life went on and one day I'm eating lunch and I throw a pickle in my mouth because I like a Clawson, always refrigerated, crunchy. I got to have a crunchy pickle. man. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and here comes something flying across the room. He threw a tool, all pissed off, having a tantrum. So I proceeded to get up and charge him and rain blows on him. But I forgot to take my pickle out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, whoa, pickles, whoa, stop, pickles, whoa. And uh, ironically, I own a wholesale produce company, so I sell pickles and it's stuck. So that's who I am. <laughs> I love that. It's so great because yes, like. Cute and scrappy. Look at that. I wish you could see that on a podcast. Put that out there. Well, mm -hmm. I think it's great because I feel like everybody on the spiritual path has a story. And it's to <laughs> what I've found is that the really like in the work people on the path people have been through some shit. They've probably done some shit work we're spiritual beings, um, you know, having a, a human experience. And so we all have these human stories, like there's shit about me that you probably never would guess. <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? And it's great. It makes you who it, you are. It makes us who we are. Exactly. It makes us who we are. I wouldn't be anywhere near what I would be unless I was who I was, but like, I am who I am. And it is what it is. And thank God for that, you know? So, and I'm a big believer in that. Like out there, right outside that window is, it is what it is. And it's always going to be what it is. And I have the ability to change, but it's not going to for me. So yeah. all I can do is uh, I am who I am. And uh, you are, you are, it is it, it, what it is. And thank God for that. Because it has to be, you know, that exchange yeah. is amazing. You know, there's so much that went into who we are. And people are like, oh, I want more. I want this. I want more. I want that. I want more. Well, how could you fucking want more? Look at all that had to happen for you to be who you are. Yeah, I can honestly. Relate and appreciate it. 
I mean, the worlds had to collide for you to be who you are right now. Why do you want any more right now? Why don't you just be who you are and be happy about it, you know? It doesn't what? make you an underachiever. It makes you a larger achiever, you know? It's like it doesn't – just because you distance yourself from bullshit doesn't mean you're distant. It means you're closer to the things that don't eat you alive. Yeah. You know, so I'm a big believer in just it's okay to be who you are. You don't have to – you don't have to be better than anybody. You know what I mean? Like, why is everybody's yeah. goal to be the best? Why not just be you? <laughs> you know, I that's know. So I like recently, and I, I'm I'm loving our conversation. Uh, I am I just, too. I'm having fun talking. So great. Um, it's funny because I have this. My grandfather, bless him, he's not on the earth plane anymore, but he used to like say all the time, like, you know. Um, like we would look at family pictures and say like, okay, like Jeffrey looks like Jeffrey's my brother. Jeffrey looks like, you know, this, my other uncle and this one looks like that one and blah, blah, blah. My grandfather would always say like, why doesn't Jeffrey just look like Jeffrey or Lindsay just looks like Lindsay. And I thought about that the other day and I swear I have a point here. Cause you're talking about why the fuck don't we just be here now? Why don't we love our meat sacks now is what I'm, is the point I'm getting to like, why, why do I always have to like lose weight or look this way or that way? Fuck that. Seriously. Like, fuck that. I'm okay. yeah. But I have three I daughters. I'm going to tell you a story that I, I had this picture posted and I had several people message me and say, has anyone ever told you you look like uh, Katie Holmes? Yes. Has anyone ever told you that you look like this one or that one? Like Meg Ryan. I got Meg Ryan and Megan Fox. I was like, what the fuck kind of drugs are y'all on? Because can I try it? <laughs> Just kidding. Kidding. Kind of. Um, and I said to them, that's great, but like, why can't I just look like me? Like, I just look like me. I don't have to look like anybody else. There's a lot of that culture in, you know, in, in the U.S. at least. I don't know how it is, yeah. like, internationally, yeah. but it's comparative yeah. culture. It's fucking brutal. This, you know, the, the country is, and, and then please don't misinterpret any of this as non-patriotism or any of that shit. I only want to go there politically in any shape or form. But we as Westerners are so fucking arrogant. We're so, so arrogant. arrogant that we think, yeah, it's ridiculous that we could... When you look at Western yoga in particular, and I'm going to always go back to yoga because that's always my thing. But when you go just in particular to yoga alone, it's how presumptuous are we to try to reinvent what has been functionally serving oh, yeah. people for 6,000 years? Like, who the fuck are we? You know what I mean? Like, like all what, the like, different kinds of yoga? Is that where you're... Give me a break. <laughs> oh, my God. It drives me crazy. A woman asked me today. She's like, that was incredible. Pickle. She's like, what style is that? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, what style is that? Yoga. And I'm sweating my ass off. I can barely see her. I'm dehydrated from my second hot class. I'm like dizzy as shit. I'm all You're like about to pass out on her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it was honest yoga. And she thought I pronounced it wrong. Like it was like on a hostile. I was like, no fucking honest yoga is what it was she's like well what is that like sequence or whatever and i was like sequence maybe i couldn't tell you what we did i have no clue what i just did in the last three oh my god i'm the same oh my god i teach just like you i have people say what did you say during blah 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 i said i have no fucking idea i'm in the channel i'm <laughs> yeah, in I the channel no i don't know what i'm saying Lindsay, i haven't but prepared I for anything in my life 
I look, I went down to see you guys and I sat there in that room and I was having that lecture with you guys. And I looked up at Linda, who <laughs> was looking at me. And uh, I sat there, I looked at her for a split second. It was so funny. I was like, so what are we talking about today? And I could see in her face, like, oh my God, what did I just buy? What did I just pay for? This madman is sitting in front. He doesn't even know what we're talking about. And I was, she was like, why we practice? And I was like, oh. And then I opened my mouth and that's what happens. An hour goes by or two hours go by, whatever it was. And, uh, and that's that. But that's exactly how my classes are. It's who's sitting in front of me, where the synergy exchange is, what's going on, and that's it. Just like we're doing right now. And um, what, because it's a dance, for fuck's sake, it's a dance. This whole thing is a dance. We're, we're dancing right now. You know what I mean? We're quite literally dancing right now. And life without dance is a mistake. You know, life without love is a mistake. Life without poetry is a mistake. Life without music is a mistake. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make those mistakes. I might make up some, but it ain't going to be that. I'm dancing, yeah. kid. I'm dancing my way through this shit, right, to the end. And I'll get there, hopefully, with you, holding your hand and everybody else. And, and I'll get there gracefully, with some grace, beautifully, and have no regrets. And that's it. And then I'll live in the hearts of the ones who love me. And that's it. You know, that's my whole thing. That's all I give a shit about. When these clothes wear out, which they won't for a while because I fucking beat myself up regularly. Um, but uh, I always feel like I'm going to live to be about 150. Because uh, <laughs> 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 I have a lot of yoga to teach you people. You people. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, this, uh, my, I'm dancing. I'm dancing. It's going to be hard to stop me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> that means you're a maniac too, you know. Yeah, duh. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to share a little anecdote since you mentioned before that, you know, you would resort to violence. And um, I mean, I grew up in sort of a tumultuous, uh, you know, some tumultuous times, you know. My parents are fucking humans trying to figure this thing out too. Yep. Um, but uh, I actually took an anger management class uh, like a couple of years ago, which I wonder if that's something you would ever guess from me. Knowing me now and knowing this aspect of me is that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You yeah, come listen, to my yin class I and everyone's like, oh my God, on the way to yin, I'm blasting fucking 90s rap. <laughs> I don't know. That's like, it's all I love, but you know what? I'm not ashamed of the things that I've done. I love all, all of me and I'm aware of me. And I feel like that's, that's the point of mm. being here too, is like awareness, happiness. Yeah. And happiness, like I said, it's cliche as it sounds, just, you know what it is. It comes with a reason, but joy is happiness without reason and that that again just reinforces the same philosophy that you're just you're doing it right kid because and and that's like a subject of objective and everything else but you're doing it right because you just literally exclaimed no matter what you were doing at any given chapter in your life you are still enjoying the passage of time fuck time i'm not a fan you know what I mean? It's just not a thing for me. Huh. I, it's created by my mind. My mind is an asshole. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. It's just an idea and an ideal. And I don't have to, um, I have to be here at 10 o'clock because I got to teach. I have to be there at eight o'clock to pick up kids from school. I have to be here. I have to be there and I'll do that. This is like checkpoints. 
yeah, that's it. But I don't, I don't have to subscribe to the whole thing all the time. I don't have to be in a cell of it all the time. I don't have to be under the thumb of it all the time. And the only way I escape that is by being present. Every time I'm present, time doesn't have shit on me, baby. I'm free. I'm yes. free when I'm present. Yes. That's what I was feeling <laughs> last night so much. Like I just didn't even look at my phone and I was like, where is my phone? I don't even fucking know. You know what I mean? And it's like, that is the best. And you know what? When I lived in Costa Rica too, I didn't have a clock and I never had my phone on me ever. I walked everywhere. I knew relatively what time it was, but there were days that I'd be like, what day? I don't even know what day it is. Like, I know that there's the sunrise, there's the sunset, and we're just going. And time isn't real. We just keep revisiting things. I feel like on this path, we just keep revisiting things. (laughs) It's interesting, though, that the some souls, right, that we collide with, I love that you said that, too, like all these collisions happening. Mm It, isn't it interesting how some souls keep they just they just keep coming back <laughs> yep 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 and i so can't i can't explain that magnetism i don't know um, i don't know either i'm that. just saying <laughs> but i mean are we even looking for ourselves is that why they keep reappearing <laughs> you know what i mean uh, are we looking for ourselves yeah I think, isn't that, that's everybody is looking, they're looking for aspects of themselves outside of themselves. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That and is. then maybe they, that whole saying of, oh, it'll happen when you're not looking is maybe when you don't have expectations, it's when you're just in the fucking present moment. I don't even know. I don't know. No, no, no. I agree a thousand percent because it's in that stillness. You could be completely still. And Eckhart Tolle talks about this all the time. When you're completely still, but yet keenly aware. And I use this metaphor all the time when I talk about time is like a cat watches a mouse hole, just ready to pounce and wait and wait and wait. And you'll notice that as you sit there and wait for your next thought, it won't appear. It takes a while because you're present. And the minute that thought shoots into your fucking brain, your level of awareness drops down a whole shit ton. You're much lower and you can't help it. And that's just how it is. And it's going to be that way. And it'll come in. But if you keep practicing being present more and more often, you are less likely to be shackled to the past and the future. You're, you're okay. <clears throat> yesterday. You know what I mean? Oh, in Costa Rica, you didn't give a shit about yesterday. You're just walking wherever you're going. Didn't give a Literally right? didn't care. Because what was it? Yeah, man, it could be, it could be very much learned from and need not be lived again, for sure. And with courage, it doesn't have to. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. There's, if you're, if you're, all right. So what happens with, and it's pretty funky. It's, um, gosh, I want to, I want to say it kind of right. Cause it's, it's exciting to me, you know, um, if you, Mm. it's so simple but i just want to make sure i i say it clearly because i want to send that message if you are completely in the moment if you are so honestly in the moment you will see only love yeah (laughs) what else is what else can you see even even in people's frustrating behaviors if you look deep and when you do the work and you practice the way you and I practice and you get to a certain level of awareness, 
you can look underneath and see that everything is being done because of love. Now, whether that is love in a positive aspect or love, how love feels to them might not feel positive. And so they act shitty, which is really just a calling for more fucking love for them. Yep. 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 Right. Pain. Then I I cycle back to that idea of, okay, we're going to give this person that obviously needs love, finding the balance of the love and the boundary is, is, I think that's just literally one of my life lessons, just because I am an empath and I want to always help and I'm a fucking rising Pisces. So I'm like, sometimes, (laughs) seriously, but I'm calling myself on my own bullshit. I know I do that. So I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. How can I love this person? But how do I love myself too? So you're right. I think everything does fucking come down to love. Even the shitty behavior is a a call for love. Like, look, I'm in so much pain. Look at all this love I need. Like, look what I'm doing. Look at how I'm acting. At least for me, I knew when I was acting shitty before I left Jersey. What <laughs> <laughs> you leave it? It was just because I needed to love myself more, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, no- I feel that. <clears throat> because there's nothing else. Honest to God, think about it. what else matters that isn't love. Tell me. If you could tell me something that I'll listen to and agree with, then I will sit and shut up. And if, if you could get me to shut up, then you are fucking a miracle worker. But here's the thing. There's nothing, there's nothing else that matters. There's nothing yeah. else that matters. But you get that's where you get like that's where it gets lost. And that's where it's like you're a dreamer, you're this, you're that, you're a hippie, you're this, you're that. Well, you're not shedding your responsibility just because you do it. You're just knowing that getting through the everyday steps of getting through the day, paying your mortgage, doing your things, doing this and that, mow the lawn, go to work, take care of everybody, all that shit. You don't shirk those responsibilities. That's like Vashi style. The sage Vashi style, I'll tell you all the time, it's it's not very funny. You just got to get shit done. Everything can be about love. Just get your shit done and love will be there when you're ready. And if, if you're willing to do, I don't know, if you're willing, if you're just willing, <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything else. If you're just willing, you're fine. Just be willing to to experience living. You know, you can't find love unless you're living. You, you can't, if you're, if you could, like I said, in that complete stillness and the, but that keen awareness, what you dream of will walk through the room and you'll see the lift of their foot. You could smell their scent when they left the room. It's that's how the, how keen the awareness becomes when you're completely present because you can only see love. That's all you see. So, um, that's where joy begins. That's where it's all at, man. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. You know what I mean? And there, and I know that sounds like a lot, but I swear I subscribe to it. And I don't know, I don't know anything else anymore. But this wasn't by choice. This doesn't happen because I just, I do yoga and this and all this other stuff. Yoga just let me find this out because I was spending time to realize who I am. And when I was with myself, I learned these things and this realized part of it, the spirituality, the realization of my spirituality was that you could take any fucking road you want. I don't care. The one truth to me is love is my religion. Love mm-hmm. is my religion. You are yeah. my God. You are my God. I'm yeah. in heaven with God right now having a conversation. Where else would I want to be right now? Honestly, 
I'm not blowing smoke in your ass. I'm just telling you, I don't want to be fucking anywhere but right here, right now. Because I this is it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This moment is our reality right now. Like it is <laughs> it is right. so mind-bending. Like some of these concepts, I mean, our our human our human brain cannot process certain certain things. And that is it's hard to wrap wrap my brain around. It's like that whole story or the question like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it does it make a sound i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I fucking <laughs> like if we don't hear it does it exist <laughs> <laughs> ram das did it and tim leary is the, the best but tim leary and ram das when they were doing their things at harvard years ago i don't know if you know much of that story it's uh, a wonderful story but they were fired because they were using, you know, psychotropics and hallucinogenics on undergrads and all that kind of jazz, which was just good old fashioned professorizing, if you ask me. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> they, uh, Ram Dass said it a thousand times, and I'm an old deadhead, as you're aware of. Um, <laughs> these windows of awareness and these windows of consciousness and the psychedelic movement, you know, as it went across the country, especially in the late 60s or even mid 60s. Um, it did open doors of consciousness for people, but here's the thing. Sooner or later, you came back. You came back to your paranoias, and you came back to your your uh, insecurities, and you came because you had to come back. You had to come back. So that reality you were just talking about is what I meant by that. There's there's not an escape to it. And we could anesthetize the whole fucking society. We could just put everybody on antidepressants, and we could do this, and we could do that, and we could do this, and we could do that. And then I wanna I wanna feel everything. So even when it fucking hurts. So when like hospice, for example, and please, I, again, I don't mean any negative things at all. These are miracle people that do wonderful work. But the, the principle behind that is to make somebody comfortable as, at the end when they can't be comfortable. Mm -hmm. but for me personally, and I say this personally, this means nothing and I know nothing. So I, I mean no negativity. I'm just using it as for the sake of conversation. Um, I got it. If I'm transitioning into that, part of my hero's journey if i'm moving on i gotta feel every fucking ounce of it Lindsay. i gotta feel it granted at that time i might be bitching and screaming and moaning who knows but i i don't want to be numb i don't want to be numb, be numb. So, and people are numb I, I don't get me wrong if you were you and i are going to go out tonight and we're going to go drink i'll get fucking hammered with you you know what i mean we can get numb at the end and have a good time i don't care you can smoke up and then the whole bit but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't do that to escape reality. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I like when I come back, I'm going to be happier than I was when I went to bed, I'm sure. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I really think that self-work and self-love and austerity and tapas and being willing to step into the fire rather than walk around it and and stop avoiding everything that's fucking hard and embrace challenges in life and and deal with them and and deal with the inevitabilities over and over and over again until they're no longer a challenge to you that they just when you want them they won't show up anymore so if you crave your discomfort it won't come anymore because you're craving it it won't show up so now you can deal with that you know what i mean and the more you have all that you're feeling the whole thing you're alive and you're alive and you're alive and, the, and it's vitality and if you, you, I always, you know me, I like to scream, but if you create a comfort zone on the other side of that fucking wall, Lindsay, is everything you ever needed and dreamt of. Oh, it's on the yeah. other side of the wall. You'll never fucking see it because you built a wall between you and it. And who, <laughs> no way. I'm jumping, dude. 
I'm jumping. I'm not reckless. I'm just jumping now. Amen. Because I fucking, I am at a point in my life where I don't care if I make you uncomfortable, but not in a not in a mean way. I don't do things yeah. mean anymore. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anymore mindful. I'm mindful. But like, I am just gonna own where I'm at, own my truth. And if that makes you uncomfortable, okay, like, you know, that's your filter and your perspective uh, on on it. So it's definitely, you know, I love that you just, yeah, I don't like to like numb out or do any of that. I like to feel everything too. Yeah. But I mean, you don't, you know, these things like in yoga, especially and with yoga therapies, um, you can, you can feel everything and still be okay with doing, you know what I mean? Yoga, science has been trying to catch up to yoga for 4,000 years. They just haven't figured it out. And they're not going to either. They can call it different things, but they're still doing it. There's, the body was, it, it is what it is. We mimic the body in Western medicine. They knew this long before we did. Uh, you know, practitioners in the professional trade and our medical professions right now are taught very finite amounts of things on how to deal with you. If you're an orthopedic surgeon, you know how to give somebody an injection, a rubber band, or surgically open them up. That's it. You don't know about, you deal with rehab, you don't deal with prehab. I'm a prehab proponent. I, I, I'd much rather do the preventative maintenance to keep my ass out of that orthopedic's office. Yeah. And prehab, sure the fuck beats rehab. And um, it's just that kind of holistic, not holistic, that kind of integrated alternative is important to me. And and that to me, and not to me to drift a little bit, but uh, man, I don't want to see everybody all the time for just sore hamstrings or a bad back or a scoliosis. I want to see you for a broken heart. I want to see you for PTSD. I want to see you for this and that. I want to literally see people one-on-one to to do it. Not, I'm, and I'm not qualified to do that yet, but I'm working at it, you know, but uh, I really believe that there's so much. I just want to have, be able to grant people integrated options in small. So I'm on, on the Outer Banks. It's similar to where you're at, but much smaller. Have you been here? I, I, this is a funny story. I, I've been there. I was in the surf club in college, <laughs> but we didn't actually surf when I was there. Like I didn't surf. I just partied. <laughs> <laughs> we rented we a big, like we rented a house like it was great so I, that i've been there i've been there but i don't remember it that much like well, it's just a very small skinny sandbar you know we have a lot of yoga studios believe it or not because there's a wellness community that can we all still pay the bills despite there's just many real you know yoga studios here as real estate agents it's crazy mm -hmm. uh, but somehow we're all still paying the bills on the how but um uh it's uh there's not enough, there's not as many options. You can go to Richmond, you can go to Norfolk, you can go wherever to Raleigh for all these other things. But then even again, it's just more Western medicine. You know, I just want um, therapeutic options. You know, I'm a big proponent in, in therapeutic options because in my personal experience, a prescription is going to have a residual, right? It's going to have a byproduct. It's going to have a condition to it. It's going to have all the shit that comes with it. But a lifestyle change doesn't come with side effects. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle change saves your life. Yeah. And, uh, and I wanted, I would love to scream that in more ears, you know? Me I, too. I don't whisper. And I love what you said before about like, you know, you're the teacher, you're gonna like rip your heart open and show everyone else the mirror. 
And I feel like yoga and, and great teachers like you, like have allowed me to rip my own heart open. And that's why I became, that's why I went to yoga. Uh, I cried every fucking class and I was like, I fucking hate this shit. When I first started yoga, I fucking hated it. And then I started, my heart started breaking open and I was like, there is something to this practice. And so I did a teacher training to deepen my practice. I never wanted to be a teacher. I never wanted to, to do any of this spiritual shit that I do. Literally, like, geez, like, I'm sure people that only knew Lindsay, uh, like, fucking 2008 Kesha TikTok, that shit era was like, what the fuck? If they see that I'm doing this now, they're like, what? Okay. Okay. But whatever, I, it's my journey, and and you know, I'm just glad, so glad that our, we've collided, and you've become part of of my journey too. And um, I feel like we're coming up on like an hour. So, if is there anything else that you want to share, a little story or anecdote, or leave us with some gems, and then also tell us? No, we're going to make you have a part two. I think that's all. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, anecdotes. What do you think? Of course I've got anecdotes. Look at <laughs> I'm chock full of anecdotes. Uh, yeah, I've got funny stories for you, too. If you want me to tell you funny yoga stories, I'll tell you. We'll do that as a, an episode one time, too. I have a bucket full of really funny yoga stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for all, that. All completely self-effacing, completely all just me embarrassing mm -hmm. myself over and over and over again. It's really fun. I'm good at doing that, as a matter of fact. It's a good time. Um, I think we're going to teach together, Smarty Pants. Yeah, we totally we're should. Very rich um, white woman that has plenty of time. So why don't you come up here and come to my studio and we'll teach <laughs> together. What did you say? I'm a what? Privileged white woman. Rich, privileged white woman. I am abundant. <laughs> I am abundant. Um, yeah, well, we definitely have, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. Um, but tell everybody how they can connect with you. Uh, they can. So I am a co-owner of Kind Yoga and Kill Devil Hills. And you can reach us at kindyogaobx.com. And it's on Mind Body, of course. Uh, I, Pickles, am, have or can be reached at Pickleson on Instagram, my Facebook. I don't maintain myself. My social media presence is uh, completely determined by people that take care of it for me because I'm needy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> scottlawyoga.com you can reach me out there and then uh, that's it but uh, yes it was a pleasure it was a pleasure it was a pleasure it was a pleasure I had so much fun yes me too and just you know thank you to everybody that uh, listened or watched however you're consuming the information definitely check out yoga class with pickles I took his grateful yoga and it was I laughed so I laughed so much I needed to laugh that much and I just had the best time. So definitely hit him up and thanks for tuning in to Top of Tuesday. Thanks.